0: Where do prudent investors turn in uncertain times? Today, we meet New North Ventures. They provide capital and connections to companies with proven technologies that are ready for new markets. Welcome to another edition of the Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great new companies. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five time founder and now an active angel investor. And my mission here is to help great companies find the investors that will help them succeed. We don't make or recommend investments at the Angel Nest, and this program is for informational purposes only. Today, we welcome North Venture Partners Jeremy Hitchcock and Brett Davis. Jeremy is known as the founder's founder because he's a successful entrepreneur himself, having co-founded companies that created more than a billion dollars in exit value. Brett Davis has extensive experience in U.S. Navy special operations and is a senior executive in the CIA. He concentrates on commercial partnerships for portfolio companies. New North's sweet spot is AI, cybersecurity, and next-generation communications. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us today on The Angel Nest.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having
2: us, David. Great to be here as well, David. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Looking forward to our conversation.
0: We're also pleased to meet Stephen Witt of Anno. Anno is a New North portfolio company that uses AI to leverage data generated by sensors, and that takes the value of that information to a whole new level. Stephen, thanks for taking time to be here today.
3: And thank you, David, for uh, having me join.
0: So, Jeremy, it feels like New North has carved out a really interesting space, You focus on investing in companies that are repurposing national security assets for commercial use, and then you leverage commercial capabilities into national security applications. It sounds like you're investing in technologies that are already proven, and I'm assuming that decreases the risk and hopefully increases
1: the odds of success for you and your investors. Yeah, thanks, David. This is Jeremy speaking. Uh, I've had a really interesting commercial journey and and Got an opportunity to meet up with Brett a few years ago, and we'll he'll he'll tell his story. But I uh, my first company was a internet infrastructure company called Dine, and Dine was providing critical infrastructure. was doing DNS services for those technical people, but basically traffic management, internet routing, uh, and basically the plumbing of of internet stuff. And worked on that for 15 years. Uh, the end up uh, the company started uh, became part of Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, uh, company that was an overnight success. Fifteen years in the making, and one of the things that I got to do along my journey of working on internet standards and being part of a whole bunch of internet phenomenon like the Mirai botnet or WikiLeaks or configure a whole bunch of these other activities, was that the internet was fundamentally an invention built on top of government academic. And commercial collaboration, and when we think about literally moonshot ideas or uh, vaccines for 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 COVID nineteen, that that intersection of, of of government and commercial is such an interesting place. And when we look around the world, around some of the security challenges that we all are facing and that we're all all feeling, um, it's 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 been an amazing and exciting place to be at this intersection of of bolstering the innovation, but really doing it with the national interest in mind.
0: Brett Davis, how would you characterize your
1: investment philosophy?
2: Yeah, thank you, David. So it was really interesting on how kind of the the epiphany uh, really, really happened for me. After I'd come over to CIA, after being in the Navy, um, I had the opportunity and the good fortune to work in a really interesting uh, program where we were on the cutting edge of operations, technology, and working with entrepreneurs. And what I saw, what we saw, is that overwhelmingly, the best and the biggest successes that we had were bringing the best capabilities together from the government and from the commercial space. And so that really is the secret sauce of innovation in this country. And I saw it happen just enormously well. And so my intent was for my next chapter after government service was to continue working in the intersection of national security and commercial growth, the national interest overall. And that the real national security engine uh, for our country is the economic uh, foundation our innovation Uh, and being able to leverage the talents from across the board. And so specifically, I was looking for someone like Jeremy, and we ended up getting connected uh, through working through a large defense contractor and trying to figure out how to put together a corporate venture capital arm there, and then decided that a faster, quicker way to do it was to lean in ourselves uh, and to create our own firm, that we would have better, more effective and faster impact on bringing our capabilities together, um, where one plus one equals three, we're we we're leveraging and compounding uh, each other's network and, and what we bring to the game.
0: Stephen, if you would tell us about NOAI.
3: ANOA uh, uses existing sensor infrastructure and machine learning techniques to build a real-time understanding for our customers how people, vehicles, and objects move through the physical world, and that tends to lend to us supporting use cases in two buckets. One tends to be security-oriented, and the second tends to be uh, marketing or ad tech types of data.
0: So is there a particular direction that your company took or clients that you wouldn't have if it weren't for New North?
3: Oh, well, 100%. So uh, the company, Anno, we originally focused on a really small select number of uh, federal government customers. Brett's background, though, has unlocked uh, opportunities uh, you know, of customers we just didn't have access to. And also... Brett had a really good understanding of use cases that our team wasn't familiar with, but were a good fit for our technology. So that's opened up four or five uh, new government customers over the last 12 months um, that we're now supporting. And then on the commercial side of things, uh, one one place that's been just a fantastic uh, customer for us is Uh, Brett and Jeremy made an introduction to an African security firm who are supporting uh, the exact types of use cases from a technology perspective that we're we're supporting here in the United States. And about four or five months ago, uh, the company received approval under the Department of Commerce, it's called EAR, to export our software to foreign markets and sell it overseas. That introduction from Jeremy and Brett to the African security firm in conjunction with that licensing approval uh, led us about three months ago. Now we started supporting a customer, our first real commercial international customer, because they were able to find um, a company that had the need and uh, had a really good understanding of where our product capabilities were at the moment. So it's um, scaled into A very important customer for us in a matter of just a few months.
0: So many investors, of course, promise more than just money. Uh, They provide mentoring, they provide support, they provide connections, introductions. But it sounds like the New North relationship has really paid off for you.
3: Yeah. So the way I like to think about our relationship with New North is uh, there's a Harvard Business School professor named Michael Porter and I think it was about 30 years ago, He came up with this construct called Porters Five Forces to help companies understand how they fit into the business ecosystem. And it has to do with suppliers, competition, in-markets, partners, uh, other technology providers. And what I like to think, uh, or what I've experienced with our New North um, relationship is they've add value in all of those different dimensions. So over the course of the last couple of years, it's helped us uh, identify and find other uh, investors to join the cap table who have a similar thesis to themselves and then in some ways are complementary, in that they're focused on other market verticals that um, fall outside of their core thesis but are important markets for us. Uh, they've helped us with sourcing executive talent uh, for the leadership team, uh, provided number of great introductions for uh, advisors, both in terms of go-to-market strategy in the government and commercial markets, but also thinking through partnership opportunities with other technology companies. And then, uh, most importantly, obviously, is helping us prioritize and think through customer introductions. And that's where Jeremy and Brett have really moved the needle for us in getting access to customers that are a good fit for our product capabilities, but also getting us to the top of those companies in terms of decision makers so that we can move forward on opportunities very quickly.
0: So how does the current economic environment and all the inflation that we're seeing uh, affect your companies? Is it as big a problem as it is for
1: consumers? I think by and large, our, our companies are, they have a bit of capital, and they also have some resiliency around some of the inflationary pressures. I mean, everyone is talking about costs going up. Uh, certainly labor and hiring is probably our our biggest challenge that our portfolio companies face. And they, they talk about that all the time. And so when we think about services and things that we can do to help people like Steven and our other portfolio companies, we think about how to help them Unpack the choices that they have: uh, limited resources, unlimited demands. Like that's 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 really the world of of entrepreneurship and trying to balance those, just like any other company that's 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 at large scale. So it, it's it's trying to think of where can they make the biggest difference and where can they be most effective. And inflation is a pressure, uh, but at the same time, whether it's resignation, whether it's remote, I, I generally think that founders who are looking to change a worldview. They're they're charismatic. They have a mission that people fall in love with. They they get people to quit good paying, stable jobs to go do something that is inherently risky. Why? Because people like Steven have have a goal and they have a mission in mind and they are able to tell that in, in an incredibly convincing way that gets people to follow them and to perhaps do things that are irrational, like join a startup. And so there are places where I do feel that some of our companies feel inflation in, in in ways stronger than others. Uh, we happen to have a company that's doing some, uh, semiconductor work, but there's a lot of churn that's going on in that space. Uh, we have another company who is and a few companies that are, that are actually in cloud and they are, they cloud compute. Um, and so even though compute is going down in nature, electricity and power costs are going up, which causes electricity to show up in the bill of the cloud compute in a different way. And so I just think that the companies who are going through change, and you think about Darwin, about you know, it's, not, it's not the strongest, it's the fittest, and it's the ones that are most able to adapt. And, and usually the startup ecosystem, the early stage companies, are able to adapt, and they're able to evolve, and they're able to move faster. And so while other people get crushed, The startups that that we look for and that we're attracted to, they're the ones that are actually able to thrive and be successful and and, and break out.
3: We're seeing the impact um, on a strategic level. David is uh, obviously the venture capital markets have changed substantially starting in February, March timeframe as interest rates have gone up in response to that inflationary pressure, but at a more tactical level on a day to day basis it's actually been supply chain problems that have had a really big impact for us and the types of decisions we're making. So for example, uh, you've seen tremendous uh, pressures and complications in the GPU market over the last few years, just getting access to GPU cards. We've seen the same problems though in lots of other types of hardware that we work with. For example, um, camera, camera systems, or Wi-Fi systems that, you know, normally you could order from a Juniper or Cisco and have it in hand within two weeks. Now we're looking at lead times of months and that, that's just unheard of. So for us, we're making the decision to actually carry inventory that we're not using in terms of hardware, just so we have access to it in case a customer needs it in the next few weeks. and. I mean, that changes how you think about capital when suddenly you're an early stage company and you're actually carrying hardware inventory, which is something I never imagined we would been, be doing when we started the company just a couple of years ago. So inflation you know, is, is having a significant impact on startups and it's not just day-to-day, but it's midterm, long-term. And uh, we think about it all the time, with almost every key decision we're making as a company now.
0: So, with Russia and Ukraine in the news, and of course the public markets haven't been performing very well, feels like maybe it's the right time to be working with the government.
1: Hard to hard to give that one a, a, a real true answer. I, I think there's some places where you can certainly look at the the tailwinds and the and the in hindsight and say that was really helpful. I mean, I think no one no one wants for uh, a whole bunch of market calamity. I do think you know the solace that 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 we think of when we're working with early stage companies who are trying something new, they're building in new marketplaces, they're developing products for maybe applications that aren't traditionally having resource or, or having spend. so they're trying to take uh, existing pain points and they're trying to solve them with new money that companies are having to deploy. Uh, typically, those companies that are successful in in leaner recessionary times have more success. A lot of your breakouts of a a Netflix and Airbnb, those type of companies, those, those usually come from uh, their growth cycle being in recessionary times. So there might be a similar parallel here. I mean, obviously partnering with some of the challenges that we're facing uh, as a, as a country. And we're, we're thinking about what's going on and invasion wise, it's exposing a lot of these dual use applications where uh whether it's drones whether it's telecommunications that are done in this brand new infrastructure way are, are making a huge difference and are certainly extremely valuable not just for a conflict and fighting a war defending against an invasion but actually do a lot to preserve economic mobility or create economic innovation and so i think those are the places that that we certainly get uh you know very excited about and are are optimistic and 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 government uh you know, people think of it as big G, but actually it's lots of different departments, lots of different agencies, lots of different program managers who are trying to solve a variety of problems. And I think it's by by working together in that sense of uh, government has a much longer range vision for 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 how they want to go out and solve some of those problems than the commercial sector does, where especially as public companies, they think ninety day cycles. And so if you bridge those two gaps, you typically can find some pretty interesting opportunities. David, I can uh, I can
2: add a little bit to that as well. When we were putting together New North Ventures and looking ahead at where we saw the opportunity and where some of the things that were coming from, you know, we were essentially born in the in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the big pushback on China, uh, the technological theft. Uh, that had been happening, and just the you know the supply chain shortages. And so, looking at how do we reconstitute companies and the national interest, where we can do good for the country and good for the economy at the same time. We were specifically looking to build out the New North team uh, to have the capability to recognize where the geopolitical puck would go. And then on top of that, to look for resilient leaders, founders, companies, such as Stephen. hence why we're excited to be here with Stephen today as, as a great exemplar of a resilient leader, resilient founder, resilient team. And ultimately to an earlier question that you had asked, what do we look for Uh, in a company, in a team, it is resiliency. And I think the three things that kind of really define that is integrity, intellectual curiosity, and a passion for performance. And being in the right market, you've got to have those things. And But once it starts getting really hard, which is where we are now, economically with Russia, Ukraine, is the resilient leaders are going to be the ones who succeed in, in this crucible moment. And that is what we saw and looked for in investing in Anno and Stephen and him personally, his leadership, uh, the team that he's pulling together. And so that's a key thing that we look for that has enduring qualities that are going to last when you look historically at the best companies, they're resilient and um, leaders with high integrity, and, um, and and so Anno has all those things and the ability to flex between commercial and and the government space.
3: When when you ask about Russia and Ukraine at a macro level that's really a significant dislocation in terms of how the global economy is functioning and you saw saw that obviously uh, over the past couple of years with covid as well and for startups the benefit is if you have the capabilities and the resources startups can take advantage of those dislocations to Unlock opportunities that wouldn't be there in the normal course of business. Because when things get unsettled, people are more open to trying solutions that are outside of the box because they're sensitive to trying to solve an important problem very quickly. So, for Anno, and certainly for a number of other uh, startups you've seen over the past couple of years, the upside of all this unpleasantness is that it creates opportunities to accelerate business growth that wouldn't normally be there. And um, we fortunately have had the right types of opportunities, including through introductions uh, that Jeremy and Brett have made to be there and support uh, customers that in normal circumstances just would not have been available to us.
0: So gentlemen, tell us how investors can participate.
3: Well,
1: first place is check out our website, newnorthventures.com. Uh, we we love to get to know people. Uh, we're highly interested in this intersection of commercial and national security, uh, really serving the national interest. Uh, we have also a podcast and a newsletter that we send out. All securing our future uh, features uh, companies like Stevens, like Anno, uh, who are doing some some really amazing things. And I think for me, one of the one of the other reasons that this is so interesting and and this is so so timely is that i think a lot of the traditional technology community has really given up on the the national interest and i think that there's starting to be glimmers of hope of hey we have to work together to solve some of these problems because it, we have been for the last 50 75 years we haven't really had to think about conflict in a way that is clear today uh, the the cold war was on everyone's mind in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the amount of innovation and and entrepreneurial activity that spurred from that was is just tremendous. We are still reaping the benefits of that, and I think in the last ten years, the the people have gone their separate ways. They've they focused on the on the problems that are in front of them. And today, a lot of the issues that we're focused on, whether it's cybersecurity, whether it's applications of AI, whether it's critical infrastructure, they require collaboration. There is a ripe ecosystem of of challenges and problems and and really cool opportunities for people to get involved with so we're we're hopeful that that we and a few few others are leading the way in that hence the the new north ventures and we're excited to get to know people that are interested in that mission
0: Brad I know for you your work at new north is really an extension of your national service
2: Oh absolutely David this is this is an opportunity to just accelerate everything that I've been doing And the other side is, in essence, the other side of the coin. And it's being able to help the national interest, uh, you know, just simply from another perspective and uh, to get out there, to be able to maneuver much more freely to find Anno, other companies that are in our portfolio and to help accelerate them and, and move out. Uh, so, so these are yes. Uh, we're in challenging times, uh, and but this is where the opportunity is. And those who are undaunted, uh, these are these are the times to you know make new opportunities and help launch uh, new companies such as Nano. It's incredibly exciting.
0: Jeremy Hitchcock and Brett Davis of New North Ventures and Stephen Wood of Anno. sounds like you are in the right space at the right time. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Thank you, David. Thanks so much.
0: You can learn more and find contact information for today's guests at our website, theangelnest.com. And now for the disclaimer that we don't make or recommend investments at The Angel Nest, and this program is for informational purposes only. We do not verify and cannot be held responsible for claims made by our guests or sponsors. You should always do your own homework before investing in any business, especially in private ventures. I'm David Hemingway. We produce The Angel Nest with help from David Newhoff. Thanks for listening. And here's hoping my fellow angels and the founders they support find their next great venture.
2: So long until next time.